What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two, and the uh, first episode. Oh yeah. Of our Mass Effect coverage. Yep. Our Mass Effect season. Uh, but yeah, it's episode two of Procedural Generations. Procedural Generations. Pro actually, Rock Gen. actually, this is the first episode. That was the introduction. Yeah. So technically, it's the. Oh, I, I mean, said that so southern. Introduction. Introduction. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the second episode you've listened to, but technically episode yeah. one yep. of season one um, about Bioware. And, and mostly about and Mass Effect, and, Mass Effect and, and, and Anthem at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> so you know us. Yeah. I'm Caleb. Yeah, I'm Christy. Yay. Yay. Um, I'm Nan. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I call you Nan. Yeah. That's okay. People will get over that. They'll get over it. Or they think it's adorable already. <laughs> True. Um... So yeah, we're going to talk about the Mass Effect series, and of course, we start where it all started, with Mass Effect 1. Not where I started, but, but yeah, it's that's the important. beginning. That's yes. important. So in case you didn't hear the introduction, you I was, started with 2. I started with 2. I played all the way through. That's when you came out on board and said, hey, Nan, you have never leveled up any of your weapons. Let me show you how to do it. <laughs> and so you did, and I went... Dang. <laughs> oh, I could be so much more powerful. Actually, it. I think I went back and played 2 again. And then I went back and did one, two. And by then, three, three was out. coming out. So, yeah. yeah, I did two, two, one, two, three. <sighs> yeah, I've got the time. I've got... Yeah, and it was amazingly more fun. Each, each <laughs> Leveling up. Each successive time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had learned, learned how to um, level up my skills along the way. First of all, if you all haven't played Mass Effect, it's a generational thing. All you young whippersnappers, probably... <laughs> haven't heard of Mass Effect, but it's, I think we found... Oh, weird. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. They probably have, because right. one came out in 2017, but... Third person RPG. Yeah. Mass Effect, the space opera of games, yeah, right? We, are, we have Star Trek, we have Star Wars, those are movies, we have shows, we have books. Those have their own games, but for an individual IP in the medium that's not tied to anything else, Mass Effect is the... Space opera. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but when I was a um, little kid, probably preteen, um, I was a big science fiction nerd. Well, I knew that because yeah. you wanted us to read Wrinkle in Time and Paralandra. Yeah. And uh, one of the big things at the time, and I was quite small, was 8, 10, 12 years old, was to go to Disneyland because we lived in California with my family as a kid. And there was a thing called Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. Tomorrowland oh. is strange. Tomorrowland was just... I was i was never happier than when I was yeah. in Tomorrowland. And, uh, I think our whole family is kind of bound to the, the, the future aesthetic. Yeah, but I forgot about it for a really long time. Sure. Until I started playing these games. And then also, while Ben was still living with us, um, hanging out in the room... He um, put on um, Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, which was yeah, and it and that I think that might have solidified. Yeah, yeah, I really am a science fiction 
geek. Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. since then, science fiction, like, I mean, maybe it, was, it kind of started with the reawakening with Mass Effect, but, like, yeah. since then, we've been all about mm-hmm. science fiction. Yeah, um, and, like, uh, you didn't watch Altered Carbon, did you? No. But we did go see Blade Runner 2049 mm-hmm. in theaters, and yeah. that was an outstanding film. Um, you're a big fan of Arrival. Um, oh, man, yeah. We all like as a as a huge family watched um, the Christopher Nolan one, Interstellar. Oh man! Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, did you watch a, Annihilation? Mm-mm. Okay. But yeah, we're but, big sci-fi fans. So yeah, District Nine. District Nine. And yeah. Elysium and Chappie and. So yeah, so that that so the kind of reintroduction to me of of my sort of. Original, yeah, it brought love. you back to your yeah. childhood, which is, which is ironically, or maybe not ironically, more coincidentally, what games are for, right? Is to like instill that feeling of childhood joy. Mm-hmm. That's, what, I mean, I guess I would assume, I'm assuming right now, um, that that's what the initial impetus behind games, right? Is to they're they're called games. Extend your childhood. Yeah, you're you're playing, you're playing, <laughs> yeah. you're having fun, you're enjoying something, and only recently I think games have become more. Um, artistic and more dramatic um but like the first games like mario and zelda were all pretty light-hearted journeys of mm-hmm. fun and and action and adventure and you know now you've got like the last of us and the last guardian and halo where you're talking like yeah i'm smiling when you say and... last guardian big <laughs> smile on my face <laughs> yeah and it's like, oh, it almost seems like only recently games have kind of become as dramatic as film. And okay. I think Mass Effect is probably well, a good... Well, and that's a good segue into that because it is an RPG and it is decision-based um, conversations that determine... Uh-oh. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Keep talking. Decision-based... Uh, um... oh, there we go. The yeah, I forgot there's the an interview mode on the microphone uh, so that there's a backwards-facing yeah, and forwards-facing. It actually sounds better. Yeah. It does. Because I'm not echoing and... off the room. Yeah, we're right here. Okay, but yeah, so your your um, conversation choices, which are pretty dense, sometimes you get, you know, you get in a wheel that opens a wheel, which opens a wheel, which opens a wheel, but it determines there are two, for those of you who don't know, there are two character um, traits that you pursue in the game rates you. It's Paragon and... Renegade. Renegade, and Renegade is a, a total badass, and yeah, Paragon the, is a... It's is, the good and evil yeah. sides. The, anyway, so the decisions you make in these conversations will direct the game, will affect the outcome of the game. And yeah. and maybe not hugely the, um, like, um, Dishonored, in which right. the world got darker and darker yeah. and darker and darker as your choices got more Yeah, and more. Dishonored it's, was more contained, right? Yeah. Where, like... Yeah. The way the game ended was right. completely and entirely dictated by your actions. Mass Effect One was more about loyalty. One and Two was more about loyalty, building teams, mm-hmm. and and creating allies. And some of your consequences were really frustrating, I, or heartbreaking. No, heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely get into that. Yeah. So you okay. came back to Mass Effect One after Two. What was that like? I mean, I guess janky. this is kind of... It was uh, janky and awkward. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we should talk about that first. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect 1, for all of its applause and and uh, um, culture mm-hmm. uh, praise, Change, yeah. praise um, was a mess. Yeah. It was, it was clunky. I mean, we were just talking about it earlier, um, reviewing for this conversation. The guns were like... Pew, pew. 
You know, oh, the, they were... the the sound the sound uh, <laughs> scape was not great. Not great. Everything the... was like. Pop, pop, pop. And they were slow, and they were halting. There was no kickback. There was no vibration feedback. There was nothing on the. As opposed to the like bang, big boom. abilities of the guns yeah. and the, the so, subsequent titles. But... Driving the vehicle around. <laughs> Mako. Oh my gosh, the Mako was was not fun back in the day. But you had the exploration. Uh, feature yep. which allowed you to do a good bit of exploration, and then there's the interaction with characters that was well established in one, and then the combat, and then and then combat. That's which, the that's the three pillars they say mm-hmm. it was built on, right? Exploration, yeah. um, inter uh, conversation, conversation, and, and yeah. combat. Yeah, and the combat was awkward. And when, <laughs> yeah, and ironically, a lot of people played as soldiers, and that like made the game. Easier to get through because what were the classes now there was man so uh, a lot of them were similar it was like yeah. soldier vanguard adept um, an adept is, is a lot of bionic biotic biotic yeah um, so yeah adept abilities. was the biotic abilities vanguard was a mixture of uh, adept and soldier then there was um, sentinel mm. which I never was played that a mix of um, <clears throat> and the the tech abilities and soldier and then there was um, sheesh. I didn't play that many characters. It's not engineer. Is it engineer? Yeah, my It's be. engineer. Engineer's mm-hmm. all tech. Soldier's all combat. Adept's all biotic. And then Vanguard is between soldier and biotic, and Sentinel is between tech and. Uh, it seems to combat. me like. What was the uh, tech and biotic one? I don't remember because I never played them. So. Yeah, I don't know. Well, biotic. Oh, you know, I yeah, so, a lot of biotic. Yeah, so I wait. played through Mass Effect yeah. 1 as a soldier. Not engineer, yeah. Yeah, I played through Mass Effect 1 as a soldier, which made it so that you could equip all the different guns. Because if you like, if you played Adept, you were good with heavy pistols. Mm-hmm. And if you equipped a sniper, the reticle was literally the size of the whole screen, and you couldn't hit anything with mm-hmm. it. Or you mm-hmm. couldn't aim down the sights, which that was one part of the thing that we, we watched earlier was the, the comment that, like, it's amazing that a, a war hero <laughs> can't... <laughs> can't hit anything with yeah. this gun mm-hmm. um so yeah mass effect one was really all about the story oh i think it did a wonderful job and everybody kept saying eh, i'm not so sure you want to go back you'll be disappointed after playing through two a couple of times and i wasn't it, i yeah. i felt the awkwardness of it it was you know generationally you know very different from the second one but um well it's kind of like the, enjoy it. the difference between red dead one and two and i know you didn't really get into red dead 2 um and you never played one but from my experience like red dead redemption the first one was a was a great game and red dead 2 is going backwards in time mm-hmm. and like setting up how red dead one happens and i went back to play red you know, Dead. no i did not know that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> just learned that <laughs> so I went back to play the first Red Dead, and mm-hmm. people would say the same thing. Like, it's you're, yeah, it's not going to be... Just so you know. But yeah. having already played Red Dead 2, going back to 1, and it's not a, a perfect uh, parallel because it, the, chronolo- the, um, the chronology's messed up, but going back to the original mm-hmm. um, informed a lot of the sequel, which was, in fact, a prequel. Um, and so playing <laughs> through Mass Effect 2, I imagine, and then going back to 1... Probably based all those characters you you know transferred over to two yeah. and more reality. Yeah, and I don't remember, but I'm sure I made different character choices and t- a partnership choices based on the fact that I had gone back because there were some characters that I didn't have. Uh, I think it was Ashley. I don't think I even had Ashley. 
Yeah, because, because the beginning I, of two, if yeah. you haven't played yeah. one, gives you like a motion comic to like yeah. make choices. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, but there was okay. So going back to being um, a late in life gamer, um, one of the things Ben had to teach me to do was to take note of the directional information and the, all the stuff on the screen. Now, granted, when we started playing this, what, 10, 12 years ago, screens were only... <laughs> it, was, it was only seven years ago. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're eight, right. eight years eight ago. Years it ago. was 2012. So, so the biggest TV we had was what? 30 inch? Yeah, maybe. So when you're talking about all the information on the screen, it's pretty compact. Now yeah. you have 50, 60, 70, 80 inch. Which actually makes it harder because you've got to swivel your head. <laughs> you've got to look on all the corners of your screen to find all the information. But yeah. I still look through a lot of the information. I get focused on what my objective is. And Ben goes, but mom, look. you know, And I have to stop and look around. And if you could see me now, I'm, my eyes are running all around the room yeah, like I yeah, would yeah. be if I were... She's pantomiming all of this for us. That is a... In a, in, in a 2D environment, learning how to see... 3D, what's being portrayed as 3D. This is supposed to be on your visor, in your face, and you yeah. can't keep looking at where your character is going. And that was a huge learning curve, and I'm still learning it. Yeah. Like, like you know, even last night playing Warframe, Ben goes, "What did you? What was that?" You know, you heard the the, the, the audio. Um, yeah, audio reward. Cue yeah, the cue, and I went, "I don't know," because by the time I looked down, there was, was no indicator that you know. I'm still learning how to. Oh yeah, what is that? Oh, I just got you know. Yeah. 50 Rubidos or whatever, you yeah. know, I just picked them up. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, like, uh-uh. interface stuff that's, mm-hmm. that's tied to games that's like, oh, hey, pay attention to, and again, we're going to keep referencing this, this series of videos mm-hmm. we were just watching before this, but Mass Effect 1 was bad because, like, the on-screen uh, notification that your shields had been dropped was so slight that mm-hmm. you had to focus on the health bars on the bottom left yeah. of the screen. Yeah. And, like, if you didn't know that, you would die and be like, what happened to... So it was... It's interesting because Mass Effect 2 did those things so much better. Mm-hmm. And then Mass Effect 1 um, is going had... backwards in time. It was literally going backwards in time, both yeah. in the story and in the development process of games, to like see how things were different. But So... Go ahead. Well, so why don't you just... Because you're much more um, uh, better at elucidation than I am. See, I can't oh. even say the word. Um, <laughs> g- give a, a one or two sentence synopsis of what Mass Effect uh, 1 is about. F- oh man! Can you do that? We just watched a review. Yeah. So, so to, Mass Effect One. If people don't know that about the series, to synopsize it, yeah, you are a, a commander of a ship in the beginning. Are you a commander of that ship? You are. So you're a commander of a ship, and you are responding yes. to a, a, a distress beacon um, out in the edge of the galaxy at a place mm-hmm. called Eden Prime, um, and they're getting attacked by something. And you see it in the camera for a split second, and everyone's like, what is that? Because I've never seen it. Um, you fly out there. Your and, name is uh, Commander Shepard. Commander Shepard. You can be male or female. You get to choose some back, some uh, backstory stuff, yep. so if you're a war hero or whatever. Yep. Um, and then uh, when you get there, the game takes off. And so you get there and find uh, a guy named Saren, who's a specter, who seems like he's doing some shady stuff. And then these robots attack, and... To make a long story short, you find out that he killed another Spectre that was there with him. The, the robots so, that attacked were prompted by him. Mm-hmm. He's working with them. And the rest of the game is a mad chase after mm-hmm. Saren, who goes... Um, he's rogue. Goes underground, goes mm-hmm. rogue after mm-hmm. this. Um, Shepard becomes the first the human Spectre. Spectre is a... Uh, special tactics and re- 
recon. Yeah, a, a sort of a um, intergalactic special agent. Yeah. Spectre. He works for all the all the species. <laughs> You're the you're the the FBI or CIA yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah. Of the inter- CIA is a bad of this <laughs> intergalactic, not intergalactic. Yeah, is that the right mm, word? No, because you're not going between galaxies. No, not our galaxy. It's all within our galaxy. Yes. Intragalactic. Intragalactic <laughs> force. That's right. Intergalactic. So, planetary. but then Commander Shepard gets privy to some special information that nobody else has, and that is the information mm. of the Prothean cipher. Yeah, the yes. Prothean beacon that so, invades her brain. Yeah, so she, so our character, m- m- me, you, because you really quickly become totally engrossed in your character. Yeah, you get this memory that it sort of invades your brain and in, in, in fragments, in fragments that are painful and shocking and horrible, and you get help from another uh, alien species, um, mm-hmm. a female. That's Liara, and she helps you find other beacons or decipher them as you find them till you get this total picture of what becomes the framework of the entire series, which is... That the uh, there's a cycle. There's a, a cycle in the universe. Every 50,000 years, a group of beings called the Reapers come along and wipe out all sentient life and catalog its developments and... Uh, inventions and creations into like a giant histor- historiographical that's not a word but I it's not yeah. historiographical there you go index <laughs> historiographical uh, yeah into a large historiographical index um, and they're coming right again. and but who but who created the Reavers in the first place the, Pro- the Protheans mm-hmm. yeah so and they think they're being be- beneficent they think they are beneficent mm-hmm. right benevolent ben- ben- but and that too <laughs> They're good words. No, the, yeah, I, well, I, had I owe you like I owe you like seventy five cents for all these dime word, you. quarter words you throw. So out. they think that after um, um, sentient life has kind of reached its peak, peak. Yeah, I keep wanting to say apex, you know, and I'm sorry. That's like a game. Sorry, right. apex is in the zeitgeist right now. So, <laughs> so, but they think they're being very beneficial by. Um, they think they're being benevolent, benevolent and clearing out. You know, I would argue that. I don't think they think they're being benevolent. I think they know what they're doing is going to be seen as bad. Oh, we're going to have to do some homework on that. No, I mean, I, I don't know I want your readers to write, to write in, write or call in and give us your opinions. Call, call in, yeah. <laughs> um, we're I taking calls now. I don't know if uh, it's something that could even be fact-checked. I just don't... I think, based on my opinion, I mm-hmm. think the Reapers... I don't think they feel like they're doing... No, they absolutely think they're doing the right thing. The Reapers... No, they do. And the... Are are they... Are the Reapers sentient or are they programmed? No, they're sentient. Okay. Um, Well, that Mm -hmm. all comes into slight question with Mass Effect 3 and we're Mm -hmm. jumping the shark or jumping the gun a little bit. Pulling the cart before the horse. Idioms, idioms, idioms. (laughs) Um, You know, so the interesting thing is that this uh, revelation, right, that these Mm -hmm. things are coming... And that okay, and nobody by, believes nobody believes Shepard. That's the that's the main that's the yes. thing that runs through every game. The whole series. every time he rep- reports to the council, they're like, "Man, eh, no." Right. Until right. until they they like, can't say no. Right. Um, but we're spoiling. We no, I'm sorry. We have, we'll get there. We'll get there. This um, is not going to be linear. We've already we've already come to the realization. It'll be it'll be pretty linear. Okay. We can focus on one uh, as much as possible. So no, um, the interesting thing about this whole byline in the in the story is that. The Protheans created the Reapers. Mm-hmm. And that's important because 
um, there's a parallel going on in the universe at the moment, and that's that the Quarians created the Geth. And the Geth are the robots that attack you in the beginning, and they've become kind of self-sentient, not individually sentient, mm-hmm. but like hive-minded sentients. Hi- I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, where they... They have one central nervous system. And they're like going around... And they, and call, them, they call themselves we. Yes. Well... Each indiv- there's no individual. The, yeah, there are no individuals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, they're at war with the Quarians. The Quarian home planet has been destroyed. And the Quarian they live on existence ships. is a flotilla of yeah. ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of running parallel to the idea of the Protheans creating these Reapers. reapers mm-hmm. that they weren't called Reapers at the time, I imagine, because that's a relatively ominous thing to call a creation. Well, yeah. Um, but it kind of runs in parallel, right? You're, you're seeing... The, you find out these you Protheans create created these machines and became sentient and then decided the best thing to do to cultivate life is to cull it every 50,000 years. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Quarians who created machines who gained sentience and are now destroying life systematically. Right. So it's all... And they're trying to they're trying to put, a, put an end to it. Yeah. That's the difference. You asked me to describe this story in well, two sentences. All right. Oh, no, don't apologize. I'm the one apologizing. You told me to describe it in two sentences, and we've been talking about it for five minutes. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Caleb, one of your hosts, and I wanted to take a quick moment to step outside of the episode so that we could talk about our sponsor. This season of Procedural Generations is sponsored by Illustrious Vision. Are you in the need of a professional graphic designer but don't want to go to an expensive agency and you don't trust your friend to execute your vision? Then hire Illustrious to create and execute your design. With over 10 years of experience, Illustrious has designed everything from flyers, logos, restaurant branding, consumer products, billboards, vehicle wraps, and more. Not only do they have a professional touch, but a creative and fun approach to their graphics. If this sounds like something you would be interested in, call 314-517-517. 1005 to get a free quote or visit www.illustriousvisions.com today. One more time, that's 314-517-1005 to get a free quote or visit www.illustriousvisions.com today. And that's all the time I'm going to take up. Enjoy the rest of the episode and thanks so much for listening. How much of this game do you remember? It's been a long time for me. It was probably one of my first RPGs I actually got mm-hmm. through and finished. Um, but How much like, do I remember? Um, like, do you remember the, the big... So, uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about for sure um, is the Vermeer mission. About halfway through where you have to decide if you leave Caden or Ashley behind. Because in Mass Effect 2, you just chose arbitrarily in a little motion graphic. Right. Um, and you didn't have that emotion. So when you went back and played, um, the circumstances mm-hmm. are that like there's a nuke that you can't turn off. Um, or... I don't remember the... So essentially there's a, there's a nuclear bomb yes. that's placed that needs to go off. And you... It gets I have da- to send it gets one damaged. of you in. Well, it gets damaged. Yeah. Um, so you send somebody to go after it to protect it. And then you end up, you think that's it. You think you're never going to see him again. And then you end up catching up with them and helping them defend it. But it gets Ashley. damaged in the I process. I said Ashley in. Yeah, but it gets damaged in the process. <laughs> and when it, when it gets damaged, it can only, it's the typical Hollywood trope, mm-hmm. right? Of like someone has to sacrifice and stay behind to hit the button. 
Um, so that you, again, get the choice to choose. Caden, mm-hmm. Alenko, or Ashley Barrett? Oh, good for you. Uh, <laughs> I never would have. I'm a bank of useless information. <laughs> unless it's a podcast, and then I sound very knowledgeable. Um, yeah, very so you chose, I chose Ashley. To... Was there a reason for that? Character-based, or was it just... Probably because I already played through um, two two times, and I just felt like he was... You played with Caden in both playthroughs? Okay. thought um, he was a turd? Because I had never played romantically and I think I thought maybe the second time through I was going to play um, with Caden as being my my choice and it and never happened. Yeah. I missed my cues. <laughs> it yeah, never so happened. I, so I saved him for no reason. I actually have I had the same thing happen to me. So mm-hmm. when I played I was like oh there's romance in this game that's super cool. Mm-hmm. I want to romance Ashley because I'm a human she's a human that makes sense. Um, but Garrus is pretty cool too. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I so I sent Caden in mm-hmm. And then thought, okay, me and Ashley are gonna get closer, and we're gonna knock, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna. What okay. am I trying to say? Yeah, that. <laughs> we're gonna um, date. And I ended up not mm-hmm. romancing her, but romancing Liara to Sony on accident, and I was really mad about it. Because we'll play. talk about this later. <laughs> That's we'll, one of those choices that you make; you can't go back. Yeah, and we'll talk about this later. But <clears throat> Liara, Liara's romance option is so. Much, <clears throat> so infinitely better than the Caden Ashley romance, and so like I was immediately very upset. But then I ended up getting over it, and we'll come back to that. But um, but, um I had never played a moment in a game where I felt that much dismay. Hmm. That was that was your defining moment, huh? Yeah, I had to leave somebody mm-hmm. behind, and then you watch from orbit as that nuke goes off, and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing, the first time. <clears throat> I mean, I don't want to say that I wasn't sold on the game up until that point, because I probably was. Um, but that was like the, if I was already sold, that was the like, you're going to buy the next one. That was the clincher. Yeah. Um, because I can't think of another time I'd played a game before that, where I had been given an option to literally choose the fate of, of somebody's life. Uh, and that, it impacted me. And you had already played enough. What are you doing? Okay. You'd already played enough of the game to really care about the characters. Yeah. There's enough dialogue um, interaction yeah. that you build up. You know, it, it, yeah, granted, it's fictional, but it's in your head. And I've got to say, if there's anybody of my generation listening, if you've never played an RPG, especially something that is as beautiful and dynamic hey, as... Hey, what does RPG mean? Role-playing. Just, just for people that yeah, role are, your, are your age. Yes. Yeah, role-playing. <laughs> role-playing game. So, um, you really... Not rocket-propelled grenade. It's not CNN. No, 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 no. No, no. We're it's not, not playing... It's not CNN. Yeah, even though we're speaking of war. And um, it's like uh, being in a movie. You are the actor. You're acting the movie out. You're making the choices for your character yeah. in a creative way that you always wish you could. You go back and think about your favorite films. Like, oh, if I was so Oh, that's the whole point of a good movie is I, when you sit there and go, why are you doing yeah. this? This is what I would do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what, this, was that, what was that like for you? Because, I mean, I'd played games where I'd made choices. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, again, on this level. But what was that like because that it was like almost literally your first experience with yeah. a full game. Oh yeah, um, oh, and you yeah. jumped into a game that immediately is above the others in that like everything you do matters. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it was like. 
Okay, this wasn't one. It was when I was playing two. But Ben was in the other room working on his art. And I'm in there. And, and <laughs> you said I, that kind of dismissive. No, working on his no, art. No, he's doing his art. And <laughs> yeah. I'm playing the game. And, and he hears, because we're not doing it through headset back then. And he hears what's going on. And, and he goes, so what did you choose? And I'd say, well, I chose this. And he goes, you did what? <laughs> and he comes running into the room. And I go, oh, oh, was it wrong? Do I go back? Do I play it over again? And a couple times I did. Yeah, and Be- that's the big thing. Like, there's two ways to play this, right? Like, I don't, man. And he would say, I can't believe you made that choice. It's like, but I thought that's what the game wanted me to do. And he goes, no, 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 no. The game no. doesn't want you to do anything. The game you wants play, you to do what you want You play do. the game as you. And, yeah. that, and that's probably why I didn't play any romance. The first time through, because I felt like I was an older, mature, battle-scarred Yeah, and the universe, the universe being cat. saved is more important than... Yeah, female commander, and I was, like, commanding all these... I, yeah. I, I personally <laughs> was went, Commander Shepard. You went the branch manager route, where yeah. you were like, I can't I yes. can't get in a relationship with any of my, right. my subordinates. So when I played the subsequent times, I tried to picture myself as being a younger woman in that role. I never did play as a male Shep. I only did female. Good for you. That's a, that's another thing that was kind of yeah. revolutionary. This game was like, be you. And Jennifer Hale, who did the voice all the way through for um, Commander Shepard, Female Shepard, is phenomenal. She's one of the best voiceover so, she's actresses. She's so good that I don't know the Male Shepard's voice actor, and I played only as Male Shepard. <laughs> she's so Jennifer good. Hale. Jennifer Hale's outstanding. Oh, yeah. Um, she's awesome. I'm actually kind of ashamed. I don't know the name of the male voice actor. I don't actor. either. I don't either. It's all right. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's got enough uh, Um, going for him. Okay, so uh, running around on the ship, I remember Ben telling me when I first started playing, after you've played for a while, you're going to feel like this ship is really your own. You're going to know it like the back of your hand. You're going to feel this ownership in it. Yeah. So much so that when the second um, Normandy was built, I was kind of like, but... But, 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 but it was oh, my but, ship. But getting on the SR2 yeah. was so great. Yeah. But that anyway, I loved the ship. New. I loved, you know, talking to different people on the bridge. And I loved going to the, the well, what, where Joker is. What do you call his? Oh, uh, the cockpit? Yeah, I guess that was. The bridge, yeah. The bridge is where I stood. With my, my. Um, that's like the navigation room. The bridge yeah. is where you can see out and you pilot. But things, I think that's right? what the I think that's what the game calls the bridge. Sure. Where I stand up there. And look I would at my say the cockpit. Map. I would say the cockpits where Joker. <laughs> so you go up and talk to Joker and just you know go down and you get missions as you go and talk to different people so that when you go to like the Citadel, which is the, it's like the capital of the galaxy the universe yeah, yeah it happens every to be in space. that's where the council is that yeah. like represents every right member which is of this, this united species beautiful race, uh, space. Um, colony, um, civic center, yeah, it's governmental built like center. A, it's built like a clover? Lotus blossom. La, that's so much better. Yes. yes, it's built like a lotus that like opens up and yes. each petal is like miles long city. and it's an entire block yeah, of buildings. Block of, mm-hmm. like, it's huge. A spaceport and all yeah. that stuff. And you get to explore a good bit of it. Yeah, and, um, I would have loved to go into like the neighborhoods though. Yeah, well you do in the slums. And that one yeah. one segment where you go in and you have to rescue that you have to go into where the infection is and and rescue somebody. I forget the details of that. Is that mission. in two or is that in one? I know you have to go save, um, um, not Liara but Tali, oh. mm-hmm. Tali Narzariya or whatever. because yeah. um, she's running away from a bounty. No, that's where we something. get the what's his name the the doctor the the character. What's his name? 
Oh no, I forgot. Morton. Morton. That's where we. That's, that's Mass Effect Two. Homie. Okay, that's two. Okay, but that's where we. That's <laughs> yeah, where that mission yeah, goes. You that, have that's, to get him out. Mass Effect Two lets you definitely him. see more and more of yeah. of the Citadel. Um, yep, yep, yep. And that's something that expanded as the games go. But uh, <clears throat> but we. We, so yeah, what was it like? I don't know if you answered the question before. What was it like, like jumping into a game? Because you said that, you know, Ben would be like, "Wait, you made that decision? That was tough." What was it like? Indecision. Yeah, how was how did that impact? Because like I know for uh, me, like that was the first time I, mm-hmm. especially with the Caden and Ashley thing, where I was like, I can't go back and fix this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, fortunately, the game did give you safe points if you're willing to go back far enough. You could go back and change. The trajectory of a certain... Well, I guess you could go all the way back. But I appreciated that because there were a couple of decisions that I bombed. Number one, because the dialogue prompts do not necessarily... We just saw this in this video. Do not necessarily say... They don't always indicate... No. The actual words that come out The character will say. So you get get a circle of prompts um, with spokes. And you pick the spoke that you want. And... And in what? And then you spoke it. And then you speak what you spoke. And um, (laughs) and sometimes it's like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, that's. I mean, I guess you could paraphrase it like that. Sometimes there are subtle differences, but sometimes they're quite different. And especially if you're going for the all paragon or the all renegade or whatever, if you're trying to perfect that, which you do so much more in Mass Effect One than you do two and three. You, they, I, think I think they reward you for being more of a multifaceted character than they did in the first game. Well, yeah, and in 2 and 3, they start to like break down what it means to be Renegade and Paragon. Mm-hmm. Because the Renegade stops being bad and right. starts just being bold. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. You start acting, reacting more than like yeah. being passive, I so guess So anyway, you could say. I guess to answer your question, it was very difficult. And probably if I did it again today, I would probably have the same qualms. I think the game is telling me, or leading me, or whatever. And no, 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 what would you do, Commander? Yeah. Uh, were there any Chris decisions Shepard. that you made that you decided not to reload, that you were going to live with it? Um, I'm trying to think about... No, this is back in uh, Mass Effect 2. I was trying to think about... Um, was it Tali's home planet? Um, when I, her home planet's gone. No, but we go back there. And she still has to wear her mask. She still has the... Uh, yeah, that's two. That's yeah, the that's mission two. with Legion, I think. Yeah, so it... There that's was, a completely... That's a whole... Yeah, that's Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and review before we talk about two. We'll have to do the synopsis on that one. Oh, I can tell you about it. But, but that we'll, was we'll one that... Moment. That was... I forget what the decision was when you're standing on the rock and you're looking out. You're getting ready. The mission's over. You're getting ready to pull back. And she's... Did, did your Tali kill herself? Maybe that was the maybe that was what I had to go back and make sure that she didn't. Yeah, because you told me, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, maybe that was what it was. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. Yeah, because it was like intolerable. We will, intolerable. We will absolutely talk about that in yes. the episode about okay. two. I'm gonna have um, to go back and review it because I couldn't live with that. Oh yeah, I love that. Oh, character. I remember the exact circumstances of that okay. mission. I'm glad you because did. it was like when you said it ended mm-hmm. so differently, and that's the cool thing about these games is that like. Not only is it fun to play, uh, I think it was perfect for like the beginning of this relationship of games as like a bridge between all of us because we could all talk about the same game, and we all had different experiences. Very, very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you had you experienced stuff that Ben didn't experience, that I didn't experience, and vice versa, and all around. And and there's a as a dynamic that all the way through these games, that that me being an older person with slower reflexes, the battling the battle scenes. You know the shooter aspect of every game. Yeah, very different for someone with me because I don't have the, the the reflexes that you guys. I mean, you you turn, you 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 fire, you, right. you do it all so so effortlessly. Where I have to turn, identify the enemy, aim, 
fire. <laughs> okay, really detrimental. Um, I'm getting so much better at that. But yeah. at, 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 it has been a And as we said, pro- Mass Effect 1 was not a good game no. to learn that stuff with because no. it was clunky. Yeah, really, really clunky. So fortunately, I didn't learn on that one. Fortunately, I learned on... Mass Effect 2, and then went back and did that, and so forth and so on. So, uh, we're going to get into spoilery territory to wrap Mm. up. Um, So, if you don't want to know how Mass Effect 1 ends, uh, Mm. I guess stop listening. Stop now? No. But also, like, it's old. You'll forget. The statute of limitations has passed. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) You're not going to go back and play 1, I promise. So, you (laughs) go through this entire game. Oh, did I mention before Andromeda came out, I went back and did 1, 2, 3? I don't know if I did if told this you mentioned didn't. that on this. Okay. That's awesome. I did. Before Andromeda. And I didn't get all the way through three because Andromeda came out and I quit. So That's all right. You did the most. You did most of the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this whole game you're chasing Saren. Um, and you finally track him down. And once you track him down, you find um, he's with a... So the whole game, the ship that you see in Eden Prime follows him around. He That's his ship. And it's called Sovereign. And the whole game, you're trying to figure out what it is. And, like, at one point, you interact with Matriarch Benezia, who's Liara's mom, who says that, like, Sovereign isn't just a ship. And you're like, <laughs> what? what? That's dumb. <laughs> Whatever. Shut up. Uh, and then you kill her. <laughs> or she dies somehow. Yeah, I forget how um, she died. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, spoilery. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoilery territory. But when you get to the end, Sovereign attacks the Citadel. And you find out with the last marker that you decipher from the Protheans, mm-hmm. you get to see what the Reapers look like. And they look just like Sovereign. Yeah. And you find out that Saren, Saren isn't working on his own. No. He's not even working of his own volition. Right. The Sovereign, which is a Reaper, um, and it introduces this idea of um, indoctrination. Mm-hmm. And Saren's been completely indoctrinated by this Reaper and is doing his bidding. Sovereign isn't just some Reaper ship Saren found. It's an actual Reaper. Reaper, a label created by the Protheans to give voice to their destruction. In the end, what they chose to call us is irrelevant. We simply are. I am the vanguard of your destruction. A big fight in the Citadel where Saren turns into some giant beast and you fight him. Uh, and then the you destroy Sovereign. Um, <clears throat> that's, a really, that's a really good description. And then um, you sort of uh, um, so, sort of you, unrealistic uh, to think that you, you kill it. Uh, that's the only unrealistic thing about the one and two is that a a person could stand on a beach and shoot at a reaper enough times to destroy it. <laughs> oh well, yeah. That's, bang, uh, bang, bang. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, okay. well, in one, in one, it's not. Like it gets destroyed by ships. Yeah, but which game was it where you're actually on the beach and you have to run back and forth? And That's back? probably Mass Effect Three. When, when the Reapers come. Yeah. Um, we'll anyway, get, we'll get to it's kind of silly, but but so at the end of that game, suspending. how did you how did you feel at the end of Mass Effect One? Um, I can't even remember because I was anticipating rolling right into yeah. two. I already yeah. knew how to begin. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So at the end, you how like, did you feel? You try to no, you're <laughs> you try to like convince the council uh-huh. that the reapers are back, uh-huh. 
And it's this like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's I, like I this mythological... Did you mean me, Shepard, or me, me? <laughs> bo- both. Okay. The the Reapers are like this mythological bad guy that no one believes in anymore yeah. because... That's the boogeyman. Yeah, it's the boogeyman. Um, and uh, one shows up at the Citadel and you destroy it. And they're like, bah, it was just a, a remnant. It's a one-off. It was a remnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the one of the things Sovereign makes clear is like, I am the, I'm the scout. I am the first. And there are more to come. Um, oh, that was like I've played a lot of games and watched a lot of things and read a lot of books mm-hmm. that like have cliffhangers. But like I played Mass Effect one in two thousand ten, which was like three years after it came out, and Mass Effect two was like out. So you you didn't do two until you had done one. I did one first and oh. then bought two my freshman year of college and yeah. dove right into it. Yeah, um, I was so excited for two. Because like this, the game was so good about building the mystery of like what is the Reaper and who are they and what did they do, sure, and then you find out who they are. I'm still incredulous to this day, and I've played this this game so many times. Still incredulous that we couldn't stop the Reapers from coming. Yeah, maybe that's a whole that's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, it seems a little ridiculous, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, no, no, but I mean just. Emotional and, and, and tragic and gut-wrenching that we were not able to stop this. Maybe because, maybe they're trying to make it look like because nobody believed. And as long as, you know, as long as we weren't united, there was no way we were going to prevent them yeah. from happening. But anyway, it just, it created that emotion. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, surely, surely in the next game, we're going to be able to find this We're going to figure it out. We're yeah. going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And at, at, at the same time, you're, as Shepard, kind of saving the rest of the universe. Mm-hmm. You're like Dun-dun-dun. figuring out the Krogan yeah. genophage and... I can't wait to talk about that. That is so cool. solving so many other things. Um, and as the games go, they just get more broad and they mm-hmm. add more and more uh, things for you to like right. deal with. How many How many alien species were there? About six? Five, six? There's like or eight more? or nine. Yeah. So there's the, the Quarians, which mm-hmm. is what... Tali. Tali is. There's the... Uh, Liara is a... Uh, I had it, and then you said um, Liara. Okay. Asari. Asari, thank you. Uh, and then there's the Turians, which is what Garrus, Garrus. is. Uh, humans. Um, Krogan. Solarians. Um, and then there's those big emotionless things that talk, and they, they, they say, they announce their emotions first, like, mildly amused. Um, what are but those, those are... Elcor. Tentative excitement. Welcome to Herod's Emporium, human. Relieved, I am grateful for Arya's return. Those are called Elcor. Elcor. And then there's, and the, there's a little round The guys. floating gas bags are the Hanar. <laughs> and then Barlavon, the little puffy shopkeeper. Um, yeah. They're another, I can't remember what he, oh, what they are. I'm glad you reminded me of all those guys, yeah. And then there's the Batarians. You meet the Batarians later. Mm-hmm. Those are those guys with like oh. six eyes. Yeah. yeah that are yeah. all bad. And they're all bad. Yep, they're all no bad. No good ones. They're not redeemable. Um, the Geth, the Reapers, the Protheans. Yes. The Protheans. Protheans, is that one guy said. Okay, um, one thing we didn't talk about, and we probably need to, but we're over time, is what a Mass Effect relay is. Oh, yeah, so why is it called Mass Effect? Um, boy, that's heady. I don't I'm know if scientific. I can even uh, define it. Why don't you look it up real quick? Yeah, the I don't know. The definition of a Mass Effect is I don't know how relay. important it is, because like... It is very important, because you've got to go through that one, the hidden one. You well, so, find the hidden yeah. one. So the the mass relays are how hyper 
like faster than light travel as possible. And humans didn't and have this. relays all over the universe right. that we didn't know about until we got to Mars. Got to Mars. That's like the whole yes. setting for the game, yes. which we probably should have done that first. Yes. Um, but yeah, the mass relays allow you to... Fast travel. Jump um, between different the, They stars. look like gigantic um, mouth harps. Have you ever seen a mouth harp that you play? <laughs> they look like giant mouth harps that you drive into and it shoots you into another part of the yeah. galaxy. So to to be entirely too scientific and annoying, um, the advanced technology left by the Protheans that we find includes quantities of a substance called element zero, which can be used to alter the mass of anything near it. Otherwise known as easy. By Ezo. 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 By using this mass effect, get it? The galaxy's many races are able to develop technologies such as FTL, travel, force fields, and artificial gravity. That's right. So, yeah. That's one of the things that, that sci fi borrows one from the other. We all assume that you're going to walk around on ships with your feet planted on the firmly on the floor and that yeah. your food is going to stay on its plate and and that most yeah. aliens are bipedal and that you can and romance can them <laughs> just, I don't want to know la, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making kissies to an alien grandma <laughs> don't need to know that okay anyway that was just a little background information awesome game um, I just don't know that if anybody listens to this is going to go I'm going to go out and buy me a copy of Mass Effect 1 you uh get EA Access and play them for free that's right or buy them I or don't care yeah. but if you get EA Access for like $5 a month or $25 for just the year just know that it's going to get better just immerse yourself in the yeah. story yeah. and that it's just going to it's just going to pull you in and you get to make all these great also spoiler alert spoiler if alert. you want to you can just skip one yeah. You could. Because Mass Effect 2 does give Mass you Effect a synopsis. tutorializes yes. the first game, basically. It throws it in and goes, yeah. make the decisions. I, and 2 is so much better. And it, you can do what I did. You can play 2 a couple times and then go back and play 1. And then you'll be very forgiving because you love the characters anyway. Or you won't be. And oh, you'll go back to 1 and go, this is <laughs> stupid poopy duty. <laughs> poopy duty. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm, gonna not, I'm never going to play but it again. I, because we decided to record now and not later, and if we continue to talk about it we would never have gotten this started i really wanted to go back and play it again yeah that's kind of why we got yes. started with these in season one is that yeah. like we all have this hankering to relive that yeah i might skip one just because yeah. like yeah i would do. Mm, yeah. I, I know it so well um, i did replay one again and it was painful <laughs> Yeah. Especially driving the oh, Mako around. Such a, uh, it's fun, uh, but it's a mess. It's fun. Okay, anyway. Um, so as you know. But yeah. Epic. Anything else you want to say about Mass Effect 1? No, I don't think so, Caleb. I think we've done a really good job, even though we've kind of chewed around the edges and bitten some off and yeah, then yeah. run down the road and come back and blah, blah, blah. Well, Mass Effect 2 is the one that has all of our yeah. emotional ties. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But, you and then know, the dramatic conclusion. But it was a real turning point in the um rpg shooters mm-hmm. it was rpg shooters yep, yep. yeah yep so no, it, stay tuned ladies and gentlemen for unique. more it's still unique there, there aren't things like it that exist yeah sadly I oh i know it's all right it's okay there'll be more i know casey hudson has already said mass effect is another one is being worked on so and and maybe someone will go back and make andromeda make sense 
<laughs> oh god we'll get there eventually Whoa. the real hope is that they go back and remaster one two and three yeah. to look like andromeda and play like andromeda oh, i just got shivers i would play mass effect <sighs> one again if it played as well as andromeda because that game was a blast has anybody talked about that everybody wants it mm-hmm. nobody in the studios talked about it probably but when we know we have to monetize it but when we find out we'll let everybody know well yep You'll be the first to know. (laughs) Yeah. Or everybody who reads the news will be the first to know. Who knows? We don't know how timely we are in your news digestive schedule. Well, we're 15 minutes over, so let's just say goodnight, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for... Well, goodnight. It might be in the morning. You know, whatever time you decided to do this. Yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for guys. And uh, come back next week. Yeah. Uh, Are we going to do this... Are we going to release these weekly or bi-weekly? I haven't thought about that. We hadn't. Hmm. Hmm. Send your send your money to us, and we'll decide. Well, we'll release another episode soon. As soon as you get us some money, send us <laughs> some coin, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna think now that once we've gotten four episodes in, we're making money, and they just, they just won't donate because they're like, oh, they'll must send us money to quit <laughs> and go home. <laughs> hey man, up. if you want to buy if you want to buy my silence, yeah, I can't be bought. You say, I can? I can be bought. I can absolutely be bought. The price is also not that high. Oh, boy. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so Are much, guys. Silly? We will catch you next time. All right. Bye. Peace.